Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Chances are you haven't been to this place. Chances are this is a place you've never seen. Other than maybe blurry cell phone videos, old black and white newsreels from World War II. Chances are bad things were happening in the footage you saw. Myanmar, after 50 years of nightmare, something unexpected is happening here. And it's pretty incredible. I took a walk through this beautiful world. Felt the cool rain on my shoulder. Found something good in this beautiful world. I felt the rain getting colder. In Yangon, capital city of Myanmar, it's dark. Blackouts are frequent with the ancient power grid. But sources of light there are in the street cast an eerie yellow-orange hue. For almost 100 years under British rule, this was Rangoon. In 1948, after helping the British fight off the Japanese, and with a new taste for self-determination, the country gained independence. After a decade of instability, however, the military consolidated power and never let go. Elections? They came and went. The results ignored, opposition punished, or silenced entirely. Burma, now Myanmar, where Orwell had once served as a colonial policeman, where he'd first grown to despise the apparatus of a security state, became more Orwellian than even he could have imagined. A nation, or even having an opinion, could be dangerous. I am very honored to be here at this university and to be the first president of the United States of America to visit your country. Morning in Yangon. To nearly everyone's surprise, there have been some huge changes in recent months. The most difficult time in any transition is when we think that success is in sight. Nobel Prize-winning democracy champion Aung San Suu Kyi, for nearly 15 years under house arrest, was released and has now taken an active role in politics. Just as the door is opening, 
My crew and I are among the first to record what has been unseen for decades by most of the world. Meanwhile, this Southeast Asian country of 80 million people is collectively holding its breath, waiting to see what's next. And will this loosening of government grip last? Of course, morning in Yangon has always been about tea. It's black, Indian-style tea, usually with a thick dollop of sweetened condensed milk. You want it sweet, less sweet, very sweet, strong, less strong. Everybody's got a preference. Everybody's got a preferred tea shop where they know, presumably, how you like yours. I said normally less sweet and a bit strong. Journalist and publisher Utia Saw. We meet at the Seitai Cha Tea Shop. Anything could happen in a tea shop. This place means uh, a lot of things, not just a place for breakfast and snacks. For 50 years of paranoia and repression, tea houses were also the main forum for guarded and not-so-guarded discussions of the daily news, where you tried to piece together the real stories behind the ludicrously chopped and censored newspapers. Carefully, of course, because informers and secret police were also heavily represented in these hotbeds of sedition and discontent. So given your profession, how have you managed to stay out of prison all of these years? No. I was there. Oh, really? Two oh. times. Two times. One special brown police called me. Hey, Gutiasso, would you please come into our office? We need to talk. Right. So I went over there, and I talked the last 89 days in the prison. There was this very serious control that came with the first military government. Press right. scrutiny and registration department. So oh, that doesn't sound good. Nice. We need to send in our copies to that office and then take a look at everything. They would say you take this out, take that out, or black this out, or just take the whole story out. Magazines that would come into the country, would they cut out, literally cut out the, the pieces. People under this kind of tight censorship, people become more, I think, creative. Take a look, careful reading, there may be something between the lines, right. messages. Something you were accused of, uh, sending secret messages. In the back, a cauldron of salty little fish bubble over hardwood coals. Fingers work mountains of sweet bean, one of the fillings for the variety of pastries that are stuffed, shaped, and put into an old stone oven. In another corner, the heartening slap of fresh bread pressed against the clay wall of a tandoori. And of course, eggs bob and spin in the magical hell broth of fish, spice, and herb. Mohinga? Uh, this I must have. Correct me if I'm wrong. If there's a national dish, a fundamental, most beloved dish, would it be, would it be this? Yeah, for example, take a look at all these food stuff. This is Indian, these are Chinese, etc. But then Mohinga is a local thing, and it's popular not in the city, but also in the rural areas too. You know, a fish paste with some rice or noodles. Maybe with sometimes we put in some crispies like Fry beans or fry gout. Mm. So these are some coriander leaves. Yeah. You can use some, some lime. Sprinkle some in here. Mm. Good textures. 
particularly in the light of uh, Obama's recent visit, these are interesting times. Significant changes for the first time in you know, 50 years. Yeah. There's one thing which is quite significant. First of all, take a look around, all kinds of people, all age groups. Let's say a couple of years ago, people would be, if you're talking about politics, you, you tone down. Right. And you would be whispering. But nowadays, people are just think more, are people more outspoken. So the society became much more open. In last July, they sort of relaxed in the rules about censorship. August 20th, we were called into that PSRD office. We meet publishers, editors, and the director general of the department said, the boss, okay, 48 years and 20 days of censorship is gone. That's it. <laughs> Feel good? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we've been waiting for so many years. I love the, the, the answer. It's a careful yes. Yeah. First, People within the country, we have some doubt about, okay, is it real, the changes and the reforms? But as now, it's about a couple of years, and then now people start believing that, okay, maybe it's real. The process is still very young, but it's still possible. When the generals stop and think, okay, that's enough is enough, let's turn back or let's stop. I'm optimistic about the changes and the reforms, but I'm still cautiously optimistic. In Yangon, motorbikes are outlawed. Why is a matter of much rumor and speculation. So it's the bus for me. Something seems almost out of sync. Not too long ago, even filming here, officially as an open professional Western film crew, would have been unthinkable. In 2007, a Japanese journalist was shot point-blank and killed filming a street demonstration. Be seen talking to anybody with a camera and there would likely be a knock on your door in the middle of the night. Yet so far, confronted with our cameras, a few smiles and mostly indifference at worst. Shocking considering how recently the government has started to relax its grip. And don't forget, for 50 years, we were under two dictatorships, and especially under the socialist era, not a lot of things to do. But, you know, cook and share food and, you know. This is Ma Thangi, a famous and very controversial figure in public life. Myanmar or Burma? Myanmar, because that's the original name since the uh, 13th century. Ma Thangi, like Utia Saw, has also spent time in prison. But on emerging after three years, she became, in the minds of many, an apologist for the regime. Fairly or not, I leave to others. Sometimes outsiders um, act as if, you know, it's only after the military junta went away that, you know, things happened. First, we were sort of like in a frozen state, like Snow White, <laughs> dead. But her many well-known books on the culinary traditions of Myanmar make her a compelling advocate for Burmese cuisine. So you're very passionate about the cooking and the cuisine here. And and Paul, it's just that I like to eat and I eat like a pig. <laughs> this is Yangon's Feel Restaurant. Salads, I think, are the, the best of our food. I'm going to order a lot of salads that you haven't had. You know, it's going to be like a sort of a tasting thing. There's pig head salad with kaffir lime leaf, long bean salad with sesame and fish sauce, penny leaf salad, even this salad of India-style samosa. Everything's out there at the same time. Yes. 
No first course, second course. No, 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 no. If I'm invited to a friend's house, the table would be covered with dishes. Right. Covered. And it's really about the interaction between a lot of colors, textures, and flavors in yes. one dish yeah. or... Different. Different. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm in love. That's good. Yes, it is. And of course, there's the maddeningly delicious condiments and pickles with which to make each dish your own. You make a lot of different combinations with each mouthful. Ah, and this is something very confusing in general in this part of the world. Everybody eats everything differently, to, to, very much to their taste. Anything goes. Anything goes. You make every mouthful you can make as different as you want. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This week on Chasing Life. Lately, we have been paying attention to a very different virus, bird flu, which is caused by the H5N1 virus. If you start to hear that it's circulating in pigs, that would be a concern. That means I would go from sleeping with one eye open to one and a half eyes open. Yeah, that would make me very concerned. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts. Credit cards accepted almost nowhere. Cash machines? Uh uh. Wi Fi? Internet? Rare. 3G, you gotta be kidding. If you need to exchange money here, only crisp, absolutely new $100 bills accepted. In Myanmar, it's another, older world. Oh, and what's up with this? With all the uh, kissing sounds, that smooching, kissing, you know, sound that you're hearing all over the place. My wife would have been in like 10 fights so far. Sorry, who, who are you smooching at, bitch? This is how you summon a waiter in Myanmar. I know, I know, try that at Hooters and you will be rightly ejected. It takes some getting used to for sure. Min Lane is a big, noisy seafood house where fish is prepared in the style of Yakine, the coastal province to the west, named for the Yakine people one of over 135 distinct ethnic groups around here. See, now we're talking. You know, prawn curry is one of those one of those things everybody tells you you got to eat here. Prawns from the river, the tomato curry. Try this. Good sauce. Oh, that's good. That is some good shit, my friends. We shall know them by the number of their dead. 
early morning in Yangon. Among the crush of commuters, shoppers, people trying to make a living, rise up the last remnants of empire. Faded, often crumbling, but still there after all these years. These are the offices, businesses, and public buildings of the British colonials. Sofarer building was once one of the swankest department stores in Rangoon. A century ago, when Kipling's poem Mandalay was beckoning the overheated imaginations of a generation of young Englishmen, here you could buy fine Egyptian cigarettes, French liqueurs. The floor tiles were shipped over from Manchester. Now, people live here. A half century as a pariah state has left very few of these buildings in good repair, and there are divergent views on whether to preserve them. For many, a reminder of colonial subjugation. For others, a vestige of a golden time. These days in Myanmar, in the streets, on the docks, it's all about moving forward. In an economy ripe to explode if things continue trending in their current direction, the busy hustle and bustle of Yangon's port appears even busier today as workers prepare for the oncoming holiday. Hey, chef. How are you doing? It figures, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Welcome to Myanmar. Philippe Lajoni, owner proprietor of my old restaurant, Leal. It seems only natural that uh, you'd be in Burma, Myanmar at the same time as me. Back before anything, before I wrote the book that changed my life from broke-ass utility-grade chef to whatever it is I am today, I'd never been to Asia until this guy sent me to Japan and got me hooked on a continent. Well, there we go. Oh, nice. Chicken head, yeah. That is the perfect mood awakener. Oh, yeah. Philippe travels constantly. He's been bouncing around Asia for decades. Like all good travelers, he's relentlessly curious and without fear or prejudice. It's fantastic. It makes perfect sense then that over cold brew and chicken necks in the port of Yangon, Philippe is the one joining me to explore this particular moment in Myanmar. That's the monetary. Oh, it is going to be a party. Yeah. Oons, 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 oons. Full moon party tonight. Full moon party, Now, what right. that means, we have no idea. We don't know. There's only one way to find out, I suppose. Well, sounds like a party. Oh, it gets crazy from now on. It's Tazong Dai, full moon day. A holiday marking the end of the rainy season. And today marks the beginning of three days of Break Out the Crazy. Giant speakers compete for attention. Everybody cheerfully oblivious to the distortion. Cotton candy, trinkets, tube socks. Just like a New York street fair, but with infinitely better food. Oh, these are little birds? Yeah. These guys are really good was flying just a bit earlier this morning. I'll tell you, it's the backbone of every street fair in the world, isn't it? Deep fried food. That's right. 
And here they also have the uh, the little uh, uh, batter with the break a quail egg in it. One shot, it's pretty good. That's it, he's happy? All right. This is so tasty. Much less greasy than I thought it would be. In fact, rather delicate. Yeah, anytime you tell me crispy little bird, I'm all over it. Good head. Good beak, too. Good beak? Crispy and tender. Oh, and they have rides. Check this out. Okay, it's a Ferris wheel, but the power source, not unusual for these parts, is not electric. It ain't gas. Oh, man, are you kidding me? It's human power. You have to see it to believe it. An absolutely insanely dangerous, closely choreographed process of first getting the giant, heavily laden wheel in motion, and then getting it up to top speed and keeping it there. Wow, look at this thing tilting out, too. And that's the break. Three guys the other way. Note the footwear, by the way. And it's not just this one. Every couple of blocks, bigger and bigger Ferris wheels, each one with its own troop of acrobatic spinners. And sure, going for a ride is tempting, but... CNN host implicated in death of four underage carnies. Yes, the thing just came off the hinges, and next thing you know is rolling down the street and sending those kids flying. If I'd had any idea, I never would have taken the ride, says Bourdain. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Hard making a buck. But again and again, the seats are loaded with smiling families, the team climbs aboard, and the circus begins again. Good luck. May you return to Earth safely with all of your limbs intact. Next day of the Full Moon Festival. And whether you look it out the window at a rural village, or at the streets of Yangon, what's happening is probably pretty similar. A tableau of dancing, body painting, car-mounted speakers blasting. But it's also three days of merit accruing, the practice of performing charitable or otherwise good works in the hopes of jacking up your karma. Money trees are paraded around pinned with cash donations for monks. Free banquets and feasts are held, and many moments of spiritual reflection. The majority of people here practice Theravada Buddhism, the oldest, most conservative form of the religion, which, simply put, asserts that existence is pretty much a continuous cycle of suffering through birth, death, and rebirth. Noisy. Very noisy, very noisy, yes. The Morning Star Tea House, where I've come, well, for a couple of reasons. Reason one, the must-have, bone-deep, old-school favorite around here, La Pet Toque, a salad of fermented tea leaves. I know, that does not sound good, but you'd be wrong to think that. Take the fermented tea leaves, 
Add cabbage, tomatoes, lots and lots of crunchy bits like toasted peanuts, seasoned with lime, and fish sauce. This is absolutely delicious. You like it? Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Yes, yes, fantastic. Simple, delicious. Things not to be taken for granted if you've been in and out of the joint like this guy, Zarni Bull. Activist, astrologer, and three times convict. Yeah, everyone I've met in this country so far, in fact, has been to prison. It, it yes, seems, this uh, happens again and again for us in Myanmar. Almost six, six years. Six years, nearly six, six, six years. years. All the judgments are made by the kangaroo court. The Navy, Army, and the Air Force, these three officials are sitting all together. They read off, this is your sentence, like right. that. It happens, only minutes, like that. Uh, what is life like inside prison? Nice, nice, very nice. I have <laughs> a hard nice, time believing that. No, very nice. We can talk to each other, you know, saying some things and use a mirror to look each other. Access nice. to books? No book, no writing thing, no paper. No, nothing at all. A mat and a blanket and a plate and a bowl. Right. Only these are the things that we possess. How's Think the food, that. the food in prison? Soup, rice with pea soup. Only one meat meal for a week. That's on Thursday. You know that in prison, in ancient prison, all the fish has no body, only the head and the tail. <laughs> no middle part. <laughs> I can look like this. So there is hope for this country, in your view, yes? Yes, yes. Especially with the Buddhists believe now how to live in situations. Dictators, you know, and the political pressures or even discrimination. Everything is happening to us. But the Buddhists say, okay, that's about past life love. If we go do something, okay, next life will be good. There's something pretty cool about meeting people who've been for so long unable to speak. Now, so unguarded about their hopes and their feelings. The clink of beer glasses, ringing bicycle bells. This is Yangon's 19th Street. Does Yangon rock? Can it rock? 90th Street is like a Mexico place when you are in Yangon. Meet Burmese punk rockers, Side Effect. And lead singer, Darko. Uh, you can come here anytime. There will be lots of people like here. So if you sit here long enough, you'll see every musician in town. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. The citywide curfew used to mean close your doors at 11 p.m. Most shops and restaurants still close early, but not here on 19th Street, where you can eat barbecue late into the night. Wow. Well, what do we have here? What, grilled tofu? Yeah, yeah uh, this is uh, pork tail. Pork tail, oh. Yeah. This barbecue is awesome. These young men show exactly how determined you've got to be to rock, especially in Burma. I like to say my early influence was Nirvana. And then Sex Pistols, Ramones, and stuff like that. What American bands do you hate? Personally, uh, um, Creed. Yes. <laughs> they are like the worst band in the history of like the world. So what's it like having an indie band in Myanmar? 
in um, is it all difficult? For sure, for sure, yeah. Before you record the song, so you know like when you got the lyrics, you gotta submit the lyrics. So they're gonna censor it. They're gonna check it and even sometimes they they will, you know, suggest you some words to change. Oh that must be funny. Very funny, actually, you know. <laughs> now is that still the case? No, it's not like that anymore. They're not gonna censor you, but it's gonna be kind of risky because you don't know what's gonna happen to you if you write and sing something wrong. <laughs> so let me ask this, if all your dreams came true, where would you wanna play? New York City. You wanna go to New York City? Awesome. It's my dream. You just need to be strong, so that's what, that's what I keep telling my bandmates. Come on, be strong, have faith. So. so I hope people reach out to you, because making rock and roll is hard enough. Truly independent rock and roll is even harder, and I'm guessing that making it here is harder still. So, gentlemen, you deserve some success. People should hear you. The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish. So there have been arrests, suspensions, disciplinary hearings. They're shutting down graduation events. At this moment, the part of the protests that are admirable are young people calling attention to atrocities. Michael Roth is the president of Wesleyan University. I would like to make a space for them to do that as long as that space doesn't prevent other people from pursuing their education. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app. So you heard the sleeping car lost the wheel. The what? The sleeping car lost the wheel and the dining car. So we get... Well, no, we lost the dining car here. We lost the dining car, but even our original sleeping car lost the wheel. So we just have to hope for the best. The Night Express to Begon. 600 kilometers of what will turn out to be kidney-softening travel by rail. But Begon, Myanmar's ancient capital, I've been told, is a must-see. The true old English experience. The engine is a French engine from the 70s. We've been told it's a somewhat uncomfortable 10-hour trip. So really the question on this end of the journey is, Come back on the train or flying coffin. Mishaps on both Burmese planes and trains are not, shall we say, unheard of. The Widowmaker Express. Th that is the choice. So that may be the signal to uh, depart at some point. Yep, all aboard. Whoa, we're moving. Here we go. Here we go. Well, that's it. We have reached uh, cruising uh, speed. Really? This is cruising speed? We just have it. You could literally outrun this ring. We could jog ahead, have a nice meal in some, uh, you know, recommended uh, restaurant. We could catch up with it. It's like the digestive uh, uh, walk. There we go. This is stop number one of 75. 
north, the scenery opens up, the space between things gets wider, more pastoral, and more beautiful. Looking around at my fellow passengers, it could be hard to distinguish between the 135-plus ethnic groups that make up the Burmese population. The very name, Burma, refers actually to only one of these groups. What they all seem to have in common, however, is Tanaka, a face paint and sunblock made from tree bark that masks many of their faces. It's ubiquitous here. At first jarring to see, it quickly becomes something you get used to and take for granted. Yangon's gravitational pull broken, and with darkness falling, the train picks up speed. At times, terrifyingly so. This thing is going to derail at some point. They have lost how many wheels yesterday on this one train? So truly, it's about being in the right car. The one that keeps its will. Derailments, or rail slips as they are referred to here, a somewhat more benign sounding occurrence than, say, rolling off the tracks into a rice paddy, are not uncommon. And one can't help wondering what the engineer and conductor are thinking as the train speeds heedlessly on faster and faster. I mean, it must be, what, about 40, 50 miles per hour at this point. What if anyone has ever, like, flown right out of their seat out the window? Yeah, small people, sure. You don't want to be, like, holding a lap dog. Or a baby, or anything. I mean, it's... Try pissing in the bathroom and find yourself launched straight up into the ceiling, bringing to a rude conclusion what was already an omnidirectional experience. Smooth now. It's very relaxing. What kind of beer did he have? I thought the same. Nearly 19 hours into our 10-hour trip, and the night express to Bagan lurches and bounces onward over old and poorly maintained tracks. You'll flow back to New York for breakfast. I, I had time. What's in yours? Carols, food, bigger potatoes. How to make good food pretty. Look at this. A bouquet of fish. Indeed. So 
So this is it, this, the plain of Bagan. Out the window, the modern world seems to fade away, then disappear altogether. Like the last century never happened, or even the century before that. We're traveling across the largest mainland nation in Southeast Asia. But it should be pointed out that we are still within the confines of the tourist triangle. Areas permissible for travel. Whole sectors of this country, much of it in fact, are off limits. Simply put, there is shit going on they do not want you to see. A low-intensity conflict with the ethnic Kachin tribe would be one of them. A wave of persecution and deaths in Yakin State. The country may be opening up at its center, but all along the edges, it's waging a desperate war to hang on to the status quo. Needless to say, the status quo is not good. All right. Bagan, you will come. A thousand years ago, Bagan was the capital for a long line of Bama kings. It's the sort of place where the old coexists with the even older. As elsewhere in this part of the world, in many of the Buddhist temples here, far older animist, spirit-based beliefs coexist with more recent Buddhism. And in Myanmar, worship of the gnats is widespread. Gnats, as I understand it, are more like Greek gods, former humans, demigods, spirits, often with very human qualities and failings. Dance performances pay homage to the individual gnats, performers claiming to actually channel them, bringing about, one hopes, a beneficial spiritual possession. But I'm not just here for a gnat pui. I have a list, things to eat in Myanmar, and this is one of them, chicken curry. And from roadside joints like this, nestled among the temple ruins, you're more than likely to catch a very enticing whiff. Just delicious. Spicy, but not to the point that you want to scream out for mercy, but some heat. Slow-simmered curry served with a side of sour soup made from roselle leaves. With it, you get fried ground chilies, pickled bean sprouts. You get the idea. They always have, like, these relishes, these dippy-type things, these, like really interesting salads, and I'm like not really a salad guy. The salads here are, uh, they're happening. Spicy, sour, salty, savory, just delicious, just delicious. A plethora of textures and flavors. This is a culture that's thought a lot about their food, clearly like eating, like feeding people. I think a lot about those classic balances of flavors, colors, and textures. Best restaurant in the country so far, by the way.
expect this, an ancient city of nearly unparalleled size and beauty, to be overrun with tourists, souvenir shops, snack bars, tours on tape. But no. Oh, this is stunning. You'll encounter some Western travelers at Pagan's temple sites for sure, but generally speaking, they're a hardy bunch. Even the bus tours here are not for the faint of heart or the weak of spirit. But for the most part, you're far more likely to bump into a goat than a foreigner. This is so beautiful, so much like an ode to human, you know, beliefs and adoration and worshiping and... and slave labor. And slave labor. I'm thinking, you build this many temples, thousands of them in a relatively short period of time, no chances are you know, somebody who's working for less than minimum wage, let's put it that way. For sure. Ah, we could fly here. Look at that. A millennia ago, in a period of just under 250 years, over 4,000 structures like this were built here. They say that a Bama king, Anurata, began this project after a conversion to Theravada-style Buddhism. They started a new temple like every 14 days. Over 3,000 pagodas, temples, and monasteries remain today. Inside almost every one of them, a Buddha figure, each one different. And I like how integrated it is with the trees, pastures, and... Actually, funny you should mention that. People used to live here, but the government came along in the 80s, I believe, and relocated. It was a mass right. relocation project. So any homes, anything, it was understood this is a good, you know, there's some tourist bucks here. They've relocated the entire population. one of the first mass waves of tourists. European tourists have been coming here in relatively small numbers for a long time, but the floodgates have certainly opened. They're building hotels like crazy around this area, what's called the Tourist Triangle. What is this here? As Myanmar begins its shift towards accommodating increasing tourism and a service economy to go with it, there will be adjustments. There will be, of course, a downside. How may you pay? What's that going to mean? How will Burmese react to all of the goods, good and evils that come with tourism? Okay, mister, what about you buy one? Okay. Perfect. It's going to mean mobility. It's going to mean prosperity for some. It'll mean a lot of bad things, too. You know, it'll mean prostitution, it'll mean hustling. Okay, my so, booster. Thank you very much. All oh, you are here for the okay. children. And you too. Everybody so. tell it to you, you buy Longji, you buy Brandy, you buy Lakawea, you buy Fendi. But you don't buy Booster, now there's no fair. You buy Booster also fair. I don't need the Booster. We're told that kids are dropping out of school to do this. The double-edged sword of the service economy. You want to buy Booster? Or only five dollars? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. What I'm amazed is how friendly and open people are with this. I mean, it's very easy for me to sit here and say whatever I want about the government, right? We can go home. You know, our lives will go on. We don't pay the price for that show. Uh, everybody who helped us 
could very well pay that price. It should be pointed out that a lot of people did not. A lot of people were very nice to us, but said, look, I just, I've already been in jail. You know, I don't, I really don't want to go back. Um, it's a very real concern. What happens to the people we leave behind? You know, one would think that you can't, one's freedom, you know, they've tasted freedom, you know. Well, uh, you know, you can put the toothpaste back in the tube, you know, with, there's no doubt about that. But for the moment, at least, things seem to be moving in the right direction. A country closed off to most for so long, sleeping, a 50-year nightmare for many of its citizens, finally, maybe, waking up. To what? Time will tell. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 